This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Today on Voice of Change, I want to raise awareness on World Cancer Day, which happens annually on the 4th of February. It's the day where we spread the word and raise the profile of cancer in people's minds and on the world's global health agenda as well as in the media. And it was an initiative that was started by the Union for International Cancer control and world cancer day is a day where we raise that awareness to encourage prevention detection as well as treatment and we hear the stories of people who have overcome cancer and then those who have also you know lost loved ones to cancer and what this journey has meant to them for them and how they saw reflect on this journey now as someone who has lost multiple loved ones to cancer this day actually once you've really kind of experienced it from that perspective this day takes on a whole new meaning and so joining me to discuss cancer today and her cancer journey is well-known best-selling award-winning author Connellan Cossett. For some of you you're probably getting very excited now because you know Connellan through her books and have seen her books in the bookstores or maybe you follow her on social media and you've fallen in love with the ancient world that she so richly brings to life through her amazing works of fiction. And it is also a reality that although she's this wonderful author, she has had her own cancer journey over the last two years. In June 2021, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she's going to be sharing that journey and that story with us today. What she needed, what we can give to others who are fighting their cancer journey, as well as the faithfulness of God and his love, and also the things she experienced. also want to say maybe for those of you who don't know Connellan that she is a best-selling author and also she has won a Carol Award, the Christie Awards and she's just weaved so much fiction together and she's still got much much more that she's going to be sharing with us. She is so incredibly passionate about the ancient world of the Bible and bringing that world to life through the books that she writes and the books that she is giving to the world. She has a new book also coming out in August, which I think we're going to touch a little bit on today as well, because you know, now that I have Connellan joining me, I know that I'm going to be kind of getting a little bit bookish, as they say, getting into those books and asking a little bit about her books. But today's whole focus is really World Cancer Day, as well as the hope and encouragement that she's going to be sharing with us today so for the next hour you're with me lauren jacobs it's voice of change it's k pulpit and you know this is where you want to be and so it's going to be a great show connellan joins me after this connellan it is so good to have you with me today i know that we've actually wanted to have this conversation for such a long time i know from my side as well so before we get into your story, your journey, roughly over the last two years almost, before we get into that, welcome to the show today. It is so good to have you here, and I hope that you've been having a blessed week, a great day. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I am so grateful to be here, and yes, I've been having a great week. I've been working on a new book and uh, getting into a new story and new characters this week, so that's been a lot of fun. 
Oh, okay. So now I'm interested. Obviously, <laughs> have you have you have you been telling people? Because I know you love to keep your readers up to date with things that you have going on and characters and new books. Have you been sharing a bit about this one, or is this one kind of developing now and is kind of under wraps still? Well, this is actually the second in a series. Um, the first book in this series called The King's Men comes out in August. And so I'm working on book two now. So I'm kind of keeping the story a little bit close Ooh. to close to me and a little bit of a secret. But um, hopefully uh, by the time readers are done with book one, they'll be just dying for book two. Oh, okay. So book one, tell us a bit about that. Cause that's coming out this year, August. So is it again, historical fiction? Is it based on characters that we know? Is it based on new characters, people in the Bible or outside of the Bible? Yeah, it's actually takes place during the early years of King Saul's reign. Um, so first Samuel, and um, it's a spinoff of my last series called the covenant house. And it's about four cousins who run away from home and they run off to go fight for King Saul, even though none of them are old enough to do so. Oh. So it's this got a little bit, got a little bit of intrigue too, because one of the cousins gets lost. So um, mm. they're going to have to seek out their cousin and um, learn how to fight their battles and learn who the real king is. Mm. Wow, that sounds beautiful. You know, I'm thinking a lot of people who are listening might know you from your books. And here in South Africa, we have Kum books. So we go there often and that's, you know, big, big, big Christian bookstores with just Christian books. And a lot of your books are in the stores. So people are probably thinking, wow, this is exciting. We're so excited to get our hands on this new one that's coming out. And it's such an interesting journey writing a book. I always get excited and we weren't even here to talk about your books today, but we we starting. So it's all good. You know, is, is there a lot of your journey and things that you've learned personally that you are writing into your stories and have written into your stories? Do, do things from within your own heart and your own space come into the books that you write? Oh, absolutely. I think um, I don't set off to write something from my own journey, but I think just naturally as I develop characters and develop storylines, my own experiences um, certainly end up layered in there um, with my with my characters, my heroes, and sometimes even my villains. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the villains are often the the best to write about sometimes it can be a lot of fun that is for certain <laughs> totally speaking about story and journey and life you know one of the main reasons why you're with us today is to share about you know what's been happening in your life almost the last two years and in 2021 and more specifically around about june you know something happened for you and in your life that kind of probably was a bit of a change in the story of how it was going. You were diagnosed with cancer. Tell us a bit about that. Was, you know, was life just happening and just going on smoothly and suddenly things changed? What was, what was that like June, 2021? And this also was this time where people, we had this COVID and we had this lockdown in 2020 and still so much uncertainty and it must've been such a big, big, sort of life sort of fragment at that time? 
Absolutely. I actually had a uh, a book coming out the week after this all happened. And so everything just kind of screeched to a halt. I, um, I actually was uh, just laying in bed and um, I rolled over and my hand landed on a lump in my breast. Mm. And um, I actually have a friend who is a surgeon. And so I um, sent her a message the very next morning um, after freaking out for a few hours. Mm. And um, I let her know what had happened. And she had me in her office um, the very next morning. And by noon, I knew exactly what was going on and that I had cancer. Mm. Um, and so, of course, as you can imagine, things were were um, very scary. Mm. And uh, but I was so blessed because um, this this friend of mine um, was there to pray with me and to reassure me that the Lord was with me. And um, so I, I learned that I had triple negative breast cancer. Mm-hmm. which is a fairly aggressive form. And I was at stage three. Um, so of course wow. that was, that was pretty scary to hear those words. Um, but uh, I had a, a fantastic team of doctors and we hit it really fast right away with chemotherapy. I had 15 rounds of chemotherapy, wow. two different types of drugs. And um, then I had uh, a double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had radiation. I had six and a half weeks of radiation every day. And, and then after that, um, actually just, um, uh, in November I had reconstructive surgery. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, um, kind of recovering from that. I'm doing pretty good now and moving around. I've got my energy back, which is wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. I do have one more surgery upcoming, but hopefully, the worst of it all is in my rearview mirror. Mm. Wow, it, it really does sound. I'm. It sounds like you had such a great team, like you said, around you, and also what a blessing to know somebody that you could go to the office immediately. Because sometimes, you know, I have heard people say, "Oh, you know, they kind of suspect that there might be something wrong with them, but they kind of just leave it, you know, in hopes that." It'll, maybe it's not bad, but to actually go to to a doctor to go and see a person and say, actually, there is a lump or maybe I'm not feeling so good because obviously we know there's different kinds of cancer. So maybe there's a part of your body that's not feeling so good is to go and get checked out and to, to really not just leave things, but to go and have that kind of faith that God is also going to be with you and the team around you is going to be the team that you need. But I'm sure at the time as well. It must have been really scary hearing those words and saying, you have cancer. This is stage three. That's, that is quite serious. Hearing those words must have felt quite scary. It was very, very terrifying. I can tell you that for sure. And um, having to go home and tell my kids what was going on was almost Mm -hmm. as scary. Mm -hmm. So during that time, you know, did you think to yourself, well, do you have a lot of questions? Did you have a lot of questions in your mind and think, okay, have I fulfilled my purpose? I'm done here on earth. And, you know, maybe, you know, God's, God's got a different plan. And, or or did you kind of have this faith that whatever was going to happen was going to be God's complete plan for your life? Was there this kind of 
wrestling sometimes we have with ourselves because sickness in any form causes a lot of anxiety and it can it can cause a lot of questions to be in your mind and in your heart I think it's just so natural what was going on in your mind at that time well you know there is absolutely wrestling um and especially in the beginning there was of course those thoughts of you know is this going to take my life and am I going to leave my kids when they're just teenagers and and so there was a lot of that fear but um very soon after um I started to tell people what was going on I really felt such a peace come over me and I just felt like the Lord was telling me to just place it all in his hands mm-hmm. and I And I really felt like, although there were days, of course, when I struggled, I felt like the Lord just held me through it all. And I, I came to the point where I just didn't fear and I didn't worry. I, I knew that there was purpose in all of this. And I've seen such, so many beautiful things come out of out of this, I've seen my kids grow and mature. I've mm. seen our relationship grow closer. And um, I just have enjoyed resting in the Lord through this time and all of and taking in all of the things that he's trying to teach me um, mm. as I've gone through all of this you know, suffering, really. Mm. Mm. Can you share with us just maybe one thing that God shared with you during the time? You know, we talk about suffering and suffering is so a part of our journey as human beings. And we know just as, just as our Messiah said that in this life, you will have trial, you will have trouble, you will have suffering. We know that. And he always says, take courage because he's overcome the world. He's overcome these things. But we are actually told that we will have these challenges in life, whatever form they may take, whatever form suffering, trial, or things that we need to go through will take. And was there something maybe special or very specific God gave you to hold on to during this journey that you just had to grip onto with both hands? Well, I spent a lot of time um, in the Psalms during this time and just slowly going through the Psalms. And as I was reading, I kept seeing his steadfast love, his steadfast love in every chapter, his steadfast love. And so I started underlining every time I saw it. And it just blew my mind to see that it's in almost every Psalm and sometimes Mm. numerous times, his steadfast love. And I just felt like he was telling me, I have you, I'm holding you and my love doesn't end. It is strong enough to carry you through all of this. And, um, I really felt like he taught me to not, um, you know, we fear suffering. We Mm. fear discomfort. We fear that, that those scary times, those times of uncertainty, but this is a time when he taught me so many beautiful things. So I can look forward to in the future, when I have times of uncertainty and suffering, Mm. I know that those are times when he's with me and close to me and teaching me. And so, um, I think we need to not fear suffering, but Mm. to see it as the Lord changing us and shaping us and molding us and making us what he wants us to be. Mm. Wow. I love that as well. I love that perspective of not fearing suffering, uh, because I think it's something that, a lot of people do fear because you're just not sure if you can handle it. And there's that sense 
I remember when I was a trauma therapist, I would meet a lot of people that were in the midst of suffering, in the midst of the trauma of whatever had happened in their lives. And when you're in the middle of it, you know, you're in it. You're not fearing it because you're in it. So <laughs> you, you're not you're not afraid of the suffering. You're just afraid of what's going to happen and what, what is going to be. And it's kind of the future that's scary. But a lot of people fear suffering or fearing, fearing what if something happens or what if I do get ill or what if I do lose someone I love or what if I do go through this? And, and those words that you have been sharing with us as well is to not fear that suffering, but it's because we know that God is going to be with us and his steadfast love is that anchored, is that guide. But, you know, one of the things that happened with you, and I know because you were sharing photos, was that you lost your hair as well. And that was that's quite a journey. I mean, that is something that people talk about a lot when they're going through chemotherapy, radiation, is losing your hair and suddenly looking a little bit different than how you used to look. And how did, how did, how was that for you? How was that experience? Because sometimes that can be quite traumatic. Absolutely. And it was a scary prospect to think about losing my hair. It took about two weeks before I started to actually shed some hair. And um, what was really cool was that morning I was, I think I was reading or something and I just ran my hand through my hair and and some came out and it just kind of came out in a clump. It was really kind of shocking to me that it came out in a clump. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is, this is it. You know, I'm going to have to shave my head. I didn't want to have to go through, you know, just losing my hair for days and days and days. I wanted to just get it over with face yeah. it head. On. And so I kind of sat there for a while and I opened up Facebook and I got this message from a friend of mine who I had not seen for 16 years in person. Mm-hmm. And she had shaved her head for me. Oh, and it, mm-hmm. she, she literally done it that very day. And it was like the Lord saying to me, it's all right. I've got this. I've got you. And so I got up and got my daughter and she shaved my head within the next hour. So it was like the Lord just kind of gave me a little hug and told me it was going to be okay. And I actually got, so I really enjoyed having a bald head. (laughs) It's nice and cool. You don't have to worry about hairspray and curling Mm -hmm. irons and everything. So I'm actually, it's, it's grown in now a little bit and Mm -hmm. I'm quite enjoying having short hair. I think it's going to stay this way. (laughs) <laughs> a new look a new style happening there <laughs> I, you have to look at the silver linings as you're going through things like this <laughs> absolutely I love that perspective of yeah definitely needing to look at that silver lining but how good is God as well and just the sense of people and the people that care about us with you having that friend that shaved her hair just for you just that day incredible it's again I feel it is the support networks that we have as well, the support from the people that we love and care for. And sometimes it's it's our family and other times it comes from our friends. And was that important to you as well? Did you feel like you had not only a good team of doctors and surgeons and people in the medical field, but people around you, family and friends that were really there for you? And that I think makes such a big difference, doesn't it? It really does. Um, I felt um, such a army 
of people surrounding me in so many ways, um, from readers that prayed for me all over the world, mm. um, to our church family who just stepped up and were the Jesus's hands and feet to me. They came and brought us meals. Um, somebody paid for somebody to come in and clean my home a couple times a month. Just, mm. you know, I couldn't even stand up to go clean a toilet. And so, mm. Um, and just people donating money to help with our medical fund. And they just surrounded us with love and care. And, um, uh, my daughter, especially really just, she's, she's only 15 and she just took care of me through the whole thing. It was just amazing to see God using my daughter in such a way mm -hmm. to minister to me, just daily, everything. Um, it, it was, it was beautiful and I will I will never forget how loved I felt and how I felt like the Lord just met our every single need through his people. Sure, mm. that's so beautiful. Well, you know, I want us to take a quick music break and just to reflect on, on so many things that Conlon has been sharing with us and also that power of community and love and support and that's going to be something that we're going to touch on when we get back from the song. But enjoy some music and don't go anywhere because we're still going to be having this conversation after this. So don't go anywhere. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, here on Voice of Change today. I hope that you are having a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. And joining me, if you've just joined me, well, then I want to introduce you to Conlon Cossett, who has been with me, sharing with me about her journey. And not only is she an incredible author and an award-winning author that whose books we love to read, but also over the last two years, she has been on this journey with cancer. And it's been so, so important that we touch on this journey because I know for some of you listening, maybe that's your story right now and you're in the journey of going, well, I've just got this cancer diagnosis or maybe I'm in the chemo stage, maybe I'm in the radiation stage, or maybe I have a family member who is now battling cancer and having their own journey unfold before them. And Conlon, before we went to the song, you were talking about the people that were surrounding you and the love that you had from family, church family, friends, readers, people that really cared, donated because that's a physical action, which is incredible. You know, I want to ask you, as someone who maybe is on the outside, say there's we have a family member or a friend or just someone we care about who is in their cancer journey right now. What is it that we can give to the person that we care about that's fighting cancer? Sometimes we don't always know what to do. Is it about, you know, making sure they have food for their family? Is it about just sending a note to say, I'm thinking of you or just a prayer? What is it that you need when you are in your cancer journey and you are in that battle? What is it that you really need from other people? How best can others support cancer warriors? Well, all of the above. <laughs> I think um, that um, people were so good to help me with just the daily needs. You know, just bringing meals was so wonderful. I didn't have to think about feeding my family. I I knew that they were going to be taken care of. Mm. Um, coming to clean clean your house 
folding laundry, even just, you know, sitting up on my bed and folding towels was, was too difficult at times. Um, a lot of people tend to kind of say, well, let me know if you can, if I can help you in any way, which is really hard (laughs) because it's hard to, it's hard to ask people for help. And I am a super independent person. And it was, it was a real kind of a learning journey for me to say, okay, this is where I need help. So I would say one of the things you can do is to offer specific things, say, can I come and do some laundry for you? Mm -hmm. Do you need some meals? Um, How, what can I do that can best help you today right now? Do you need somebody to come watch your kids or, um, you know, do you just need prayer? What can I pray for you right now? And pray those prayers out loud over that person. I just was so blessed by people who called me to check on me and prayed for me right there. So I could hear them, um, you know, sharing my burdens with the Lord. That was such a blessing to me. Um, Send them a card. I I got all kinds of wonderful mail from people all over the world, just sending me a card and telling me that they were praying for me. And that helped me to feel surrounded by love and care and concern and know that I had an army of prayer warriors who were Mm. lifting me up all of the time. Hmm. That is so cool. Practical things that we can actually do. And and I get that as well. How It's difficult when someone says, you know, okay, just give me a call if you need something. But it is difficult if you're an independent person and I can relate to that. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to be like, actually, I need someone to come in and fold the underwear. You know, I, I really need someone to come fold the stuff or that, you know, or help me just be in a space where I can just be sitting and the towels needed to be folded or the washing really needs some help. And it can be really tough. So I love that as well. Just being practical to send a message and say, hey, can I come over and fold some towels if that's what you need? Or can I, you know, help with some washing or the laundry? What what can I do for you? And I think it's so practical. And that's a way of displaying that love. And I remember when my my mom's sister had cancer, at the time I it was quite a few years ago and at the time I was doing a lot of like head turban wraps with my scarves because I just loved it you know watching all these Israeli videos at the time and watching how all these Jewish ladies were tying these head wraps and I got really good at it and I remember when my aunt lost all of her hair she didn't want to wear a wig or anything like that and I remember being at a party and taking all my head scarves with and we had so much fun just tying all these different styles for her and she just sat in the chair and she just really was just present in that moment with myself and other ladies from my family and I think that that is a moment that I will never forget even though it was many years ago and uh, it was a practical just yeah. something that I felt connected to just these headscarves because I just love them, but it was something that we could kind of have a moment that we could have bonding around that. So maybe, you know, for someone that's listening, you have something that you love doing or, you know, something that you are good at that you can share with your loved one as well. Mine was wrapping headscarves around her and my aunt is no longer with me today, but I have that memory and what that meant to her in that moment. And I think that it was a comfort to her and it was a bonding that we had. And I think as people, we have so much we can give one another. And Conlon, I also wanted to ask you, you know, what were you thinking about your books at that time? Because obviously as a fellow writer, 
books are your babies. You're birthing them into the world one by one. And I'm sure you had vision, right, for other books that you wanted to write. Well, were you thinking about any of that or were you just like, you know what, I'm, I'm on this journey right now and this is where I need to be? Well, yeah, I was actually under a deadline at that time and trying to finish the book that's coming out in August. And I had to just put it on hold because um, everything kind of blew up. And I actually had two books I was working on one I haven't announced yet. And um, but what is wonderful is my my publisher, my editors are they have just been so wonderful in understanding that I needed some extra time. And when you are in chemo, um, a lot of people experience uh, brain fog and mm. chemo brain is what they call it. And and there were times when I could not read even because my, my brain just wouldn't connect and I would read something and it just didn't even, the words didn't fit into sentences and paragraphs and it just didn't make any sense. And so there were times that it was a real struggle. I was, I was still writing, but it was very slow and I couldn't kind of connect to the characters and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it, it was tough, but, um, once again, the Lord carried me through somehow. And I ended up writing two books during wow. this time. Um, mm. And so, uh, you know, somehow <laughs> I just plotted through day by day. And some, there were days when I sat in the chemo chair and, and wrote chapters. And, and then there were, there were times when I just had to admit that I couldn't do it and I needed to take a break. Mm. And um, it, it was so good for me to just kind of give myself permission. It's okay to take a break from this and wait until, um, you can, you can, um, connect better with the characters and the plotting. So mm. I'm just so, so thankful to have editors that were so caring and understanding and let me stretch out those deadlines. <laughs> because that could, that can be quite stressful. Those deadlines just in a normal everyday life, it's stressful, but now adding on to it that you're not feeling good and, you know, chemotherapy and it's incredible. It's so beautiful just as well. What you said, just allowing yourself to be where you were as well. And to also just allow yourself to rest. And it's so important. That it was is, something I really learned was mm -hmm. listening to my body and letting myself rest when I needed rest. Mm. Because because you're you are someone who is just consistently writing and creating, right? And it's just part of your DNA. It's who God has made you to be. So I guess that that was that must have been something that was also quite different. Just going, hey, I'm learning how to rest here and and how do you how to just be and you know whether and but you miss it. I'm sure that you you know you miss that create creating and writing those words down. Yeah, it's it's kind of a compulsion now, so it's hard to stop in times when I <laughs> force myself. But it really was um, a gift to learn how to rest when I needed to rest, for sure. Mm. Do you find now that you have some fresh vision for new works that you want to create and new characters that you want to see develop and new stories that you want to birth into the world and that you want to give? Do you feel as though there's like a new... I can only think of the word vigor or a new passion to just give these these things to the world and just go I'm going to create another 40 books over the next couple of years in my life absolutely I'm I'm so blessed to get to do what I love to do and um being on the other side of cancer it's it's exciting to to see that 
God is giving me new stories. I have so many stories up here in my head and I can't wait to, to delve into new characters and new settings and places. So Mm. I'll write I'll write until I can't write anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. And we're so looking forward to reading all the stories that you're going to be sharing with us and the new book coming out in August. And then after that, it's, it's super exciting. And I wanted to ask you finally in closing today, you know, for someone that's listening, if there's maybe someone who is sitting right now listening to us and they're in the middle of their journey, maybe just started chemo or just in the middle of it or just, you know, kind of battling in their cancer journey, what would be your message to them today? What would you want to share? I would just say to cling to that steadfast love of our father. He loves you. He sees you. He knows the pain and the suffering that you're going through and he will walk beside you. Hmm. Amen. Conlon, I want to say thank you so much for being with me today. It's just been so great to actually just connect to hear about your journey and your story. And I do know that there are people here in South Africa and one friend of mine who just loves all your books. It's touched her life. And she said to me when I was going to do this interview with you, she said, you know, I was praying I was praying for Conlon and I know that there have been people probably all over the world praying for you. And, and it was, it was so incredible for me to hear her sharing that and going, Hey, I was praying, I was praying for her. Like she's, she's my author. She's my girl. Like I w- want to read more books from, from her, but I also want oh. God just to bless her. So it was just so sweet. So cool. I actually just received in the mail the other day, um, a light on the hill has been translated into Afrikaans. And oh. so I just got it the other day, I, two weeks ago. So it's pretty cool to see that they're, they're translating books down there in South Africa now. That is super cool. So I'm sure that you're reading all the Afrikaans that you can, that you can get, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I understood it. <laughs> You know, so many books actually from um, America are get sold here. It's a conversation that's had a lot in the publishing world and here in South Africa. And a lot of the books actually do get uh, translated into Afrikaans because uh, whether people know this or not, the largest book buying population in South Africa, actually Afrikaans speaking people which is a large part of our listeners who are listening to us even today. And so the books many times get translated into Afrikaans and it's, it's so cool. And I wonder sometimes the people who are reading it realize that actually this was written by an American in English in North America. It's not actually an Afrikaans because the translation is so, so good. I have read one or two myself of Afrikaans fiction, uh, Christian fiction, and it is, it is so incredible, but that's special as well to have your book in a different language, right? I'm sure though in the States, do your books also get translated into Spanish? You know, I haven't had any translated into Spanish. I've had Polish and Dutch and Mm. Romanian and a few others, but not French or Spanish yet. That kind of surprises me, but hopefully Mm. someday. It will happen. And it's so cool. Now you can add the Afrikaans one to your bookshelf. That is really special. Yeah. A lot of people I know have been praying for you out here as well. So it's almost like another hug that we just sending from South Africa over to you from God. I feel it. I really do. 
It has been so good, Conlon. Thank you so much. And all the best with your new book. We will look in the bookstores in August or around about September when it comes here. And I just wish you all the best for your very final. And yes, God, that'll be your very final surgery that you still have to do. And I'm so grateful that you have been such a warrior in your journey and for sharing the story and about the steadfast love of God with us, that encouragement to cling to him, no matter what we are facing today. Sometimes it could be illness, but maybe other times it's something else. So thank you so much for sharing your journey and these messages with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blessing and an encouragement to me as well. Thank you so much, Colin, and take care and God bless. Thank you. I want to end off today's show by us doing something really good together, and that is a word of prayer. Because I know that for many of us sitting here, we have lost family members to cancer. And for others of us, we have family members, friends, or maybe church family, spiritual family who are battling cancer. And for others of us, we know family and very, very close people to us who are in the midst of a very, very hard journey with cancer. We know that cancer is experienced very differently by different people. And today I just want us to join together and just say a general prayer for our loved ones or for people maybe that you know and speak their name even to God as we pray together, whomever this person may be. Maybe it's someone that you admire. Maybe it's an author that you care about, like what happened with Conlon. Maybe it's someone in your church, or maybe it's a family member or a friend. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much that we can lift up our family, our friends, our loved ones, our church family, someone that we know, someone that maybe we know one of their loved ones father or maybe someone we look up to maybe another child of god that we know today even in a different part of the world we speak their name now father and we pray that you will be with them in the mighty name of jesus that they will experience your steadfast love but your comfort and your joy in their hearts even in the depth of the darkness that there will be a sense of your joy because father the joy as your word says the joy of god that joy is my strength i pray that you'll be with the person that is struggling today father who has maybe been battling cancer for a long time and the journey has not yet come to an end father we pray that you'll give that person incredible strength give their family strength give them hope father and touch the hearts of those who are listening today father who may be have family members that they are watching battle cancer it's hard to be a family member with a loved one who really wants to take care of the person you care about and you see them struggling and battling in their cancer battle it's tough and father it's hard give them renewed strength today and we pray that you will be with us jesus we pray you will be with us as we continue to fight the battles of illness and sickness that come with living in this earth father you know our frame you know us so be with us today and just bless us with your comfort and your peace bless your children who are battling today help them know your love and those who are battling with questions questions of why or will i survive or what's going to happen have i fulfilled my purpose what's going to happen to my family do i have the money for treatment father come with the answers as they come to seek you and we thank you for this we pray this in your mighty name alone the name above all names in the name of our messiah jesus amen 
Amen and amen. It has been so good to be with you and I've just been so blessed to hear Conan's story today. And I really, really feel this prayer. I really mean it. As someone who has lost many loved ones to cancer, I pray that our hearts will just be comforted with Jesus' love today because there are those of us sitting here who have lost our loved ones. And then there are those of us sitting here who believe that our loved ones who are still with us battling, they will overcome. And we take courage and strength in that. And so until next week, God bless you and see you then. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.